Hello, I'm Joshua Groisberg, a history enthusiast. And I'm Jacob Friedman, founder of People's Big News. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful analysis and maybe some comedy along the way. Russia is currently amassing on the border with Ukraine, and it looks like they are hoping for an evasion. Last time something like this happened was with Crimea in 2014, when the Russian military secretly uh, invaded the very eastern parts of Ukraine, which are more ethnically Russian, which are more prone to be more in favor of relations with Russia rather than Europe. And it's now looking like Vladimir Putin could repeat that, except with the entirety of Ukraine or at least something to that measure. What the Biden administration is saying right now is that it's looking like early 2022, January, February, March is going to be the time where Putin's going to officially invade. Although intelligence right now, as of this recording, says that Putin hasn't officially made up his mind yet. So what we're looking at is a possible military invasion, a possible coup against the current Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky. But it could be just Putin playing mind games, but considering there's over 100,000 troops, Russian troops on the border, I mean, it's anyone's guess. I mean, uh, obviously, it's way too early to make an actual prediction as to whether Putin will go for it and actually invade Ukraine. But uh, the truth is that if Putin invades Ukraine, it will not be easy. It'll be very costly for Russia because Ukraine's by no means a defenseless country. It has the third largest army in Europe after Russia and France. But ultimately, Ukraine does have to rely on NATO support, as it always has. And the Biden administration is not going to just utterly stand by. They're considering multiple opportunities. They've considered providing Stinger missiles, which uh, is an eerie reminder of when they supplied Stinger missiles to Afghans to fight the Soviets in the 1980s. In the case that Russia invades and topples Zelensky, which I'm not sure will happen, this will cause a guerrilla war. And Biden is considering providing direct um, support to these insurgents. And it's worth mentioning that Biden has, I believe, officially ruled out actually putting U.S. boots on the ground if Russia invades. So the solutions Biden is currently considering are very Cold War-esque. But um, in terms of whether I think the invasion will actually happen, once again, I'm not too sure. Putin has a lot of domestic issues on his hand. He has a growing movement against him in Russia, led by Navalny. He um, still has the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic in Russia, which I'm sure is a lot worse than what, you know, what Russia is reporting it to be. I really think that Putin often plays mind games. I think Putin uses his measures to put pressure on NATO and on other countries. So I think it's very possible that Putin could just be putting pressure rather than planning on invasion. I mean, it's all about his poll numbers and political stability. One of the arguments against invasion, according to several U.S. analysts, is that Putin does not want the Russian populace to see their young men and women coming home in body bags. It's not worth that kind of trauma if this is about stability. If he does invade, it's going to put NATO in a very precarious position right now because Ukraine, whole, one of the whole reasons why Russia is doing this, like you said, is to put a bulwark against NATO, against the alliance that was originally founded to counteract Russia. And Ukraine is a big piece of that because what happened in 2014 with the Russian leaning uh, government in Ukraine basically fleeing the country. And then you have the election of Zelensky, who's trying to put more to the EU, put more Russia, put Ukraine more towards NATO, the United States, even though NATO officially can't really put Ukraine under as an official NATO member and can't really put them under real protection. But 
it's 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 hard. It's hard for NATO and the United States and even the European Union to really act and defend Ukraine because of because of its precarious position with Russia, because this could start World War Three. You know, I, I do find it unlikely that it would start World War Three. I don't think it's in Russia or NATO's best interests to, you know, escalate the conflict until, you know, it becomes World War III. Um, that being said, um, to pick up on your point about, you know, Russia not wanting to undermine the morale of the Russian people, a historical good mechanism for dictators of countries that have been struggling domestically is to go to war. I mean, Argentina did it in 1982 with the Falkland Islands to cover up their domestic issues. If I was to make a um, guess as to, you know, as to why Putin might be doing this, it's, it might be because Russia is secretly struggling in multiple ways because of the COVID pandemic, because of domestic resistance to his rule, because of maybe economic problems that have occurred as a result of this pandemic. So it might very well be that he's trying to distract the Russian population, keep his poll numbers high, keep his support high and um, build up soldiers on this border. And it's also why they put out that terrible security plan where it said, oh, we just want to talk with the U.S. We don't even want to talk with the rest of the Europeans on this. You know, NATO should just leave Ukraine to die out in the cold. NATO shouldn't get involved with the Eastern Europe. It's You're right. It's an attempt to deflect from his issues, from, from the massive economic upheaval in Russia, the, the fall of the ruble, and the fact that Russian people, particularly younger Russians, are starting to realize that it's an oligarchy. It's an oligarchy does not have them in their best interest. When I'm reading from former U.S. Ambassador to Russia, Michael McFall, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who worked on Russia National Security Council, military historian Max Boot, what they're saying is whatever happens with Ukraine, we need to make it clear to Russia that this is not okay. This kind of provocation will not stand and that you don't, they don't get bilateral meetings. They don't get the little attention by, they want Biden to give them without the Europeans, without Ukraine to really defend themselves. Yeah, you know. well, it's and you know it's hard too because uh, in 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea and essentially took it, there was not nearly enough backlash from NATO and the United States for uh, for this for the invasion of Crimea. Honestly, in terms of how the U.S. is doing now, the U.S. is you know going for the COVID pandemic and it's been it's going for a new wave of infections and also with the withdrawal the chaotic withdrawal of Afghanistan. You know, you as the U.S. population probably has less of a stomach for intervention in international conflicts. So Putin is probably seeing the U.S. at a very vulnerable point right now. So if Putin wants to invade, then probably now would be an ideal time for him. Although obviously it would be in everybody's best interest if he doesn't. Right, right. He does see us as kind of weakened. But when we look at what solutions that are being put out there, like you said, fighting Ukrainians, throwing everything in the kitchen sink in terms of military equipment at them. You know, everyone from McFall to Boot to Vindman are saying, you know, throw everything at the Ukrainians, you know, put State Department envoys over there, beef up the Ukrainian economy, get that country up to a level that we see in, you know, the Baltic states, their level of uh, living. Get Germany off of Nord Stream 2, that Russian gas pipeline that's going to give a lot of energy to Europe, but at the cost of giving a lot of Russian control. And at worst, what what is really being pointed out there. But at absolute, you know, DEFCON, almost DEFCON 2, cutting Russia off from SWIFT, the place that handles literally every international bank transaction to choke out the oligarchs, oligarchs' money. You know, they have it all over the world in Switzerland and England and in whatever, but if you cut them off, if you cut them off from SWIFT, if you, in particular the Russian, also the Russian economy itself, it's going to, you know, it's going to basically 
turbocharged Russia's problems and it's going to force Putin's hand because a lot of his, a lot of his control, even though they put their money elsewhere, they still need at least somewhat of a stable economy domestically. And I think the scariest part is that Vladimir Putin has actually, I believe, written a publication on his thoughts on the, on Ukraine. And he just simply does not believe Ukrainian sovereignty. He believes Ukraine was created as a result of political turmoil when the USSR was created. And he simply sees Ukrainians as native Russians. So to me, the idea that he doesn't even recognize Ukrainian sovereignty, uh, that is probably the most scary part of his plans for invasion. That's why we need to give the the more ethnically Ukrainian part of the country of Ukraine, all the money in the world. We need to give them all our, all the equipment we can and get, and give the rest of Europe all the money we can. You know, this isn't just about Ukraine. This is about the Baltic states. This is about all of the former Soviet states and, and, you know, and everywhere else in Europe that Russia wants to say, we're going to invade you. We're going to destroy your democracy. We're going to meddle in your, in, in your elections. No, you can't, you, you can't do that. We need to put the pressure on these guys because they don't speak in levels of diplomacy. They don't speak, Putin does not speak in international relations theory. He speaks in, in like, you know, the mafia. He speaks in a mob. He speaks in, you know, a criminal syndicate. We need to basically, you know, stoop down a little to his level and say, okay, if you want, if you want to go, if you want to do this, you want to, you know, invade Ukraine, go full force. Okay, we're going to literally cut you off from the rest of the world economy. That concludes this episode of Gen Zero's Talk Politics. Be sure to join our Discord server, follow us on Instagram at Gen Zero's Talk Politics, and on Twitter at Gen Zero's Talk Poly with an I, and add our email us to ask your burning questions. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.